Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Contact Centre podcast. My name is Jonty, and I'm your host. In this episode, we're going to be looking at improving customer and agent experience in the new normal. And I'll be talking to Jeanette Hunter, who is Contact Centre Specialist at Jabra. This podcast is sponsored by Jabra. About a year ago, I joined Jabra and I've always been in the contact centre world. I've run contact centres for the best part of two decades and held every position from kind of speaking to the customer on the phone all the way up to, to heading up operations and working in transformational change. So I've come on board to help Jabra support their contact centre customers and really understand the pains and the struggles that they go through and to be able to help provide support for that and also support them throughout their digital journey. Wonderful. And this week, we're going to be looking at some of the challenges that contact centres are experiencing right now. Jeanette, would you say customer service has improved or got worse in the past year? That's a really great question. And I think it's a really hard one to call because contact centres have had an awful lot to deal with over the last year. And maintaining those SLAs and that continuation of service has been really challenging, managing that through disruption and periods of sickness and remote working. We're finding that a wider adoption of AI in the contact centre means that simple transactions are being dealt with by customers themselves through kind of frequently asked questions and chatbots and intelligent IVRs. So the calls that are actually coming through to the contact centre are a lot more challenging and agents are having to be a lot more skilled at delivering great customer service. So I think it's it's super hard to call, but I'd say that as a whole, customer service is improving because agents are having to become more skilled to be able to deal with those inquiries coming through. And it's it's interesting to see as well that customer experience is is rapidly rising as kind of the main KPI that contact centers are focused on over those more traditional ones, such as cost or, or kind of performance levels. Because as we use social media to transact more with contact centers, there's, there's a much bigger platform for customers to let their dissatisfaction be known. So it's so important to make sure that they get that great service whenever they, they come through. Um, what sort of challenges do you see contact centers experiencing right now? I think there's a few with as, as we kind of head into this new normal. I, I hate that phrase, that new normal. As we see more staff working from home or, or in that hybrid role, engagement and motivation is going to be a big challenge for contact centres. And it's going to be a key one to overcome those attrition levels as well, keeping communication open and and making sure that staff are engaged. Also, visibility is a a big challenge as well. So in previous contact centres, kind of when everybody was in the office, floor walking happened a lot and supervisors had that high touch approach of of being on the floor and, and available to their staff. And when you've got staff that are geographically dispersed and working from home or other locations, you lose a lot of that visibility. So it it then starts to become a lot more data-driven rather than kind of personal interaction-driven. So I think that visibility and that engagement is really going to be quite the challenge to overcome. And, And in terms of things like engagement and motivation, I guess we've seen a big change of, you know, contact centers that were based predominantly in the office and then moving to uh, moving to home very rapidly as the as the pandemic started and now i guess there's a sort of a hybrid type of big mix some companies that are staying predominantly home based some companies that are moving as quickly as they can back into the office and some that have got a kind of 2 out of 5 
basis, two days in the office, three days three days working from home. How, how do you think that's going to shape up in the future? I think that contact centres are always going to have an office. There is that need to interact with others. It's a very social environment. I've worked in lots and lots of different contact centres and the, the one thing that kind of runs through it all is the, the the team building and the teamwork and how everybody interacts with one another. So I think that there will always be a need to have an office in a contact centre environment. But from what we're seeing, from the, the data that we're getting back from our customers when we're talking to them, is that we're seeing on average, it's, it's a very specific number, 3.2 days per week at home. That's interesting. 3.2 days a week. Eh? <laughs> that sounds like an average rather than, that, yes. rather than a precise, uh, precise figure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that's the, the figure that we've had back from our surveys. But we're tending to see the contact centers that are very successfully managing the hybrid role are allowing agents to set their own working patterns. Within reason, there has to be an expectation that they will be in the office at some point. But then agents have then autonomy to be able to pick how they schedule that working week, how many days they go into the office, how many days they work from home. And then that really does promote a lot of self, uh, staff satisfaction. Yeah, that does seem to be one of the, the, the key things that uh, I think will help to uh, retain staff is that ability to have that hybrid ability to work from home as well as actually some of the team building and uh, uh, motivation you get well-being from actually going into an office and mixing with with other people but not necessarily having to do that all the time we're doing a bit of interesting research right now on linkedin we've been asking some questions about who is the most productive group of employees is it part-time is it mid-time or is it full-time employees and that's starting to produce some quite interesting results. The it seems a, a fairly even split, but the the one that's coming out to my mind a little bit surprisingly is it's actually the mid-time employees that are doing well between typically between 16 and and 30 hours a week. So I guess people who work three to four days a week seem to be the most productive. What what do you make of that? That's really interesting data. I can see. Actually, from my my own personal experience, how that would fit, that tends to be either the people that only work a, a few days a week or the ones that come in for a set pattern on a daily basis, you know, the ones that may come in in between school runs or, or that kind of thing. And they do tend to be very focused on what they need to achieve and what they need to deliver. I'd be really interested to see the results of that poll when when that's finished. Yeah, we're certainly going to be sharing that on the uh, on the website before too long. So what do you think that contact centres can do to, to change the whole customer experience? The customer experience, as, as I say, it's, it's key at the moment. It's really something that we see a lot of contact centres focusing on. And there are several things that, that can be done. And it, it generally invests around the right equipment, certainly from the customer journey throughout transacting with a, with a contact centre. So making sure that they have the right avenues to be able to contact in the way that they want to contact you, making sure that there aren't any long-winded IVRs and that they don't have to go through lots of different departments and different options to be able to speak to the people that they need to speak to is, is really key. Also making sure that... The customer experience isn't suffering if you've got a, a hybrid workforce. So if agents are working from home, making sure that customers are experiencing great service when they come through to those agents as if they would if they were working in the office. So having the right equipment to make sure that background noise is cancelled, because there is an expectation from the customers that we're seeing now of a, a return to normal. 
there's lots of news articles about why things haven't returned to kind of pre-pandemic SLAs. So I think really focusing on that customer experience is key. Interesting. When we think about uh, what we can do to improve the agent experience, obviously one of the, the key things that often is said about is about giving agents the right tools for the right tools for the job. And I guess one of those tools is the is probably the headsets that they're using. It's often thought of, I guess, as one of the, the mundane parts of the of the contact center. But I guess in some ways the headset is probably the thing that is closest to the actual agent or advisor in that they're physically wearing it for very long periods of time. What do you see as the latest things that are happening in the in the world of headsets? That's a great question. So the latest things that are happening in, in with regard to contact center headsets, obviously background noise cancellation is, is a huge factor with regard to home working. Because I mean, I know from experience, kids running around in the background or the washing machine being on, it, it can be very distracting when you're on call. So making sure that that noise isn't picked up and, and translated to the customer, but also digitally enabled headsets. So we have a range of digitally enabled headsets that allow you to see background noise levels by agent in a real-time basis and also allows through SDKs and API access, enables companies to be able to get data on the analytics of the call. Is there crosstalk? How much silence is there? Whether or not the agent is, you know, what percentage of the call the agent speaking, what percentage of the call the customer's speaking. So some really key valuable insight data that will show you the productivity of your agent. That's, uh, that's fascinating, some of the things that are happening there. So one of the trends we've seen in a lot of IT uh, procurement the, uh, of late has been the bring your own device. Uh, BYOB is often uh, often known, whether that's a computer, a, an iPad, a mobile phone, and uh, I suspect increasingly headsets. So what's happening in the uh, bring your own device world? So it's something that we're seeing um, in, in some contact centers at the moment. And what we're finding is for the feedback that we've had from them is actually they're finding it a bit of a hurdle with regard to recruitment and onboarding staff, because sometimes when you need to lay out a lot for equipment at the start of a role, it can actually put people off uh, joining an organization. It also means that there's no adopted minimum standard for devices, which from my my own previous experience of running operations would make me slightly slightly nervous, maybe a little bit cautious. When you look at things like laptops, does there need to be a minimum processing speed? Does there need to be a minimum capability? For example, with regard to headsets, is there a minimum quality that you expect your customers to have with regard to audio or background noise cancellation? And that, that then comes with the risk of poor customer experience if the devices aren't suitable for the contact center agent. So it's not something that we would recommend. And actually, we're working with a couple of contact centers now to try and standardize their approach and find a logistical way of supporting their staff working remotely rather than them having to, to source their own devices. And one of the things I've seen a lot of late is the whole journey to digital customer service. In fact, you see a lot of um, almost startup organizations who go, we don't really want to have a, a customer service. We'll have some frequently asked questions. And then if we do it, it will be by email or by live chat. And yet what we're seeing is surprisingly high levels of 
a voice still in the contact center. It's um, been remarkably consistent, about 55% of all contact volumes coming through from coming through voice. Do you see that sort of staying at that level in the future? Or do you think digitalization will, 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 will drive that down? Or is it you still need to talk to someone to uh, to get problems resolved? There was a lot talked about a few years ago that, that kind of AI was going to swoop in and, and take over from voice and the voice channel would be would be disappearing. And none of the data that we're seeing is suggesting the same trend. We're, we're still seeing that that voice is, is king, that, that it's still the preferred way of contacting. And I think it will continue to be one of the most popular ways of, of contacting a, customer, uh, a company. We find that while kind of chatbots and, and self-service portals are, are great, it really is still quite early on in the process. And, and customers tend to get a bit frustrated because it is very limited in what it can do. So those simple transactions, being able to cancel something or inquire as to where a delivery is, that kind of thing can be dealt with via those chatbots. But as soon as we get more complicated queries, then it does need to have that ability, that human to be able to pick up the phone and reassure that customer. So I, I can't see it, it going anywhere, in, certainly in the short term. Do you think there's a, there's a real risk of the sort of technology going a bit too far? Potentially. Potentially, I think it's it's very much dependent on the company. So in my previous roles, we've done lots of work around how we can encourage customers to contact using digital channels, because obviously your agents are, are much more productive at dealing with emails and chats than they are with dealing with a call because they can only deal with one call at a time. I truly believe that great customer service allows customers to be able to contact via the medium that they're most comfortable in doing so. So whilst you can encourage customers to use a channel that may be more cost efficient for your company, I think great customer service really does allow the customer that choice. Yeah, so I guess the channel of choice is really the channel of choice for the customer, not the channel of choice for the for the, for the Exactly. And I guess the customer will always tend to go to the channel they feel most confident in will resolve the the query at that time it kind of refers back to the point uh, we were talking about earlier with how do we make sure that customers are getting that great experience you do need to make sure that customers are aware of which department they need to speak to but that can be very streamlined and that can actually even be done through technology so being able to reference the telephone number in the crm system and route to the relevant team rather than having you know three minutes before you even get into that queue what sort of trends do you think are going to be um, impacting us on the next in the next few years? I was asked this question the other day, and I think we're going to see an increased focus on mental health and supporting staff uh, in the contact centre. Certainly, as we're still all quite far apart, I think it's really, really important that we focus on engagement, motivation and, and support, making sure that staff members have that support available to them. I think data, analytics being able to get visibility of your staff, regardless of their location, and really understanding that productivity data, uh, that analytical data, speech to text, emotional analytics, there's a, a wealth of information out there that's potentially untapped. And I think that that's great, that we'll see that coming to the forefront. And also, I, I think we're going to see the rise of video as a contact channel um, in the contact center space. It's being talked about a lot. It's being added in as a channel from a lot of service providers as well. 
And I think it's not just a channel for managers and, and staff to have their one-to-ones and their coaching sessions and team building sessions, but I think there actually be an increased demand from customers to be able to live chat with people. Yeah, I guess the the, the whole you know looking someone in the eye is really quite is really quite key, and we've got very used to that um, for a while. Being able to do that over um, to do that over Zoom and over Teams and those types of environments. So I, I guess there's uh, uh, and, and things like FaceTime and Skype. So there's no real reason why we shouldn't want to do that. Definitely, we've all become a lot more comfortable with it, and it's something that. I remember a couple of years ago, if someone had suggested getting on a video call, it was always met with trepidation. And now it's it's second nature. We jump on these video calls several times a day. And certainly in some industries where counselling, medical, those kind of contacts where you need to be able to see people, it's, it's going to become increasingly important to be able to have that one-to-one kind of rapport building and, and being able to have that visibility. Some sage words of advice uh, indeed. So Jeanette Hunter, Contact Centre Specialist for Jabra, thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for talking to us. That's all for today's podcast. I'd like to say thank you to Jeanette for talking with us today. The Contact Centre podcast is produced by Call Centre Helper, the leading contact centre magazine. You can subscribe to our podcasts or give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. You can also access our entire range of podcasts through the Call Centre Helper website by visiting callcenterhelper.com forward slash podcasts. Jabra have unique expertise through professional sound. They help contact centres of all types and sizes to reach their full potential and have developed a range of solutions that can empower agents wherever they work. To learn more about Jabra, visit their website, www.jabra.co.uk.